Welcome to the Coach Growth Podcast, where we hope to provide value and learning to not only young and new coaches, but all coaches who want to continue to grow. I am your host, Coach Andrew McGecky. If you get something out of today's episode, please leave a rating and a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest episode. Lastly, follow me on Twitter at Coach McGecky, that's M-C-G-H-G-H-Y, and don't be afraid to reach out with any coaches or topics you want to hear me talk about. Welcome back, everybody. Coach McGecky here again. I'm joined by Private Sector Throws coach, Angel De Los Santos, owner of Universal Throw. Um, located, You're located here in Illinois, right, Coach? Yep, yep, Illinois. Yep, a fellow Illinois Throws coach. Always happy to talk with somebody in the state, especially somebody affiliated with Throws. You're actually the second Throws coach, private sector Throws coach that I've had on. I had on Joe Frontier from Madison Throws Club, Throw Big, Throw Far. That was a great chat, like I expect this to be. So, you know, getting started, let everybody know exactly who you are, how you got into coaching, why you got into coaching, you know, the, the genesis of your coaching story. Yeah, well, before I get into that, first of all, thank you so much for... Um bringing me onto the podcast. Like I said, I've listened to a couple and uh, I've always just wanted to share my story and hopefully it reaches somebody and touches them or somebody can connect with it in a way. And um, I appreciate that. So thank you. Hello to everybody out there. Uh, Coach Angel De Los Santos. I'm actually originally from California, out here to Illinois three years ago, three years ago, July 4th, actually. So it's already been solid three years. I only did track and field two years in high school, junior year, senior year. Uh, my junior year, I only did discus. I didn't even know anything about track and field, honestly, uh, before junior year. My older brother had did it. I had told him like, hey, I want to do the sport. Um, I told him I want to run the straight line. And I was like, you know, the hundred meters at the time, I didn't even know anything. And then he's like, okay, we'll go find the sprint coach. So I tried to go look for the sprint coach, couldn't find him. Older brother was like, why don't you try the throws? So I was like, okay. So junior year through discus, um, through 133 feet, you know, it was all right, whatever. But then after my after my junior year was over, I was like, I got to do more events because once I do discus at a track meet, I'm done for the day, you know? So I picked up the shot put and then I also picked up high jump and triple jump, but it was mainly the throws that I focused on. I threw 43 feet in the shot put, glider, you know, um, didn't have a coach my senior year. He had got fired over the summer. So I was on my own, uh, only improved up to 139 feet. So it was kind of tough. And after I graduated high school, I attended uh, Riverside City College in Riverside, California. Um, I was actually going to be a decathlete out there. I did the summer training, which was about six weeks. And once the school year started in the fall, I couldn't continue anymore just because personal reasons. So um, I just decided to focus on school. And I got a call from the head coach of the high school that I graduated from, uh, Valley View High School. And he said, hey, do you want to coach since I didn't have a coach my senior year and I was like okay so that's where it started I started coaching right after high school um, very young age uh, rough couple of first two three years obviously because I was just teammates with these uh, with these uh, kids so they didn't really see me as a coach but once I got into my third fourth year things started to get a lot better. So I was there for five years, 2013 to 2017, took a non-existent throws program and turned it into one of the best at the time in the inland, in the inland Valley uh, League, what we called it. And then in 2018, I got a call from Glenn Stewart over at Claremont McKenna College, also known as uh, Claremont Mudscripts. Um, for those who don't know, CMS, it's kind of like the Ivy League of the West, very tough school to get into. It's a division three. 
And he said they were looking for a throws coach. They already had a javelin coach. They already had a hammer coach. They just needed somebody to come in and uh, coach the uh, distance and the shot. So I took the opportunity, coached at the Division Three level that year in 2018, and had two conference champions in the discus. And my thrower, Emily Bassett, she qualified for nationals in the, um, in the discus as well. She was actually the national champion in the hammer. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I moved out here in 2018 and kind of just focused more on just the private stuff. And yeah, that, that's about it. That's kind of my story right there. Uh, first question, did you ever get to run the 100 meter dash? No. Yeah. 100 meter. No, it was all it was all throws. And then, I mean, I did do the, uh, the throwers relay always. Um, we went undefeated my senior year just because, I mean, we had some pretty athletic throwers and I always I was always the anchor. So um, that was always fun to run. What was that transition? Because that's a very short span time-wise from going from not knowing anything about track to, you know, coaching. And, and I can relate to what you were saying. I started coaching the spring after I graduated. I graduated in 2013. And then I was volunteering in 2014 at a school that I competed against. So I, I understand what you're saying with kids don't necessarily look at, at as a coach, obviously, like you, you hold that title, but it's that respect isn't necessarily there that perhaps a more seasoned guy demands when he starts out. So I, I can relate to what you're saying in that regard to coaching a, a collegiate program. I mean, that's a, there are guys that are at the high school level for years before they, you know, make that jump. Was that intimidating for you at all? Or was, you know, were you nervous or anything like that? No, um, it kind of just was very natural transition. I mean, I had pretty good success at the high school level and which is, you know, I hate talking about myself. So I apologize ahead of time, but it was a smooth transition. And, you know, that's why uh, the coach, Glenn Stewart, he said he got recommended from one of his friends. He told him about me, but no, it wasn't intimidating at all. Um, it worked out well and the kids were great. And, you know, it, they saw me as just another, just another coach, you know, even though I was just I'm just a few years older than them. They respected me and it worked out really well. What was your process both in high school and then as an early, as a young coach earlier in your career, as far as continuing your education, you know, and, and coaching the throws, were you a YouTube guy? So you didn't have a coach your senior year. Did you just practice a lot and stuff that felt right? You know, like, Oh, the disc went farther. So I'm going to do that. Or did you know other coaches? Like, what was that process? Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I basically, my senior year, I basically just went off of what I was taught my junior year. The person who technically took over was a, a thrower who had just graduated. He was an assistant. Again, nobody saw him as a, as a coach, really. I did, I respected him, you know, but um, it was just stuff that we were taught the year before. I didn't go on YouTube, nothing. No, all that stuff didn't start until I got into coaching. But yeah, my senior year was just same stuff I was taught my junior year, which resulted in me not progressing as much. Did you go through any kind of formal coaching education when you started coaching or was it just trial and error? Nope. It was all trial and error. I remember going on YouTube and I remember looking up Primal ATC, you know, he's lead throws coaching now, coach Matt Ellis. That's what I started with. You know, um, I purchased his, uh, weight, weight training stuff, which, you know, he progresses along the year. That's what I started off with. And I mean, I had success with it the first couple of years. And then after that, I started to look deeper, you know, into like 
Olympic, you know, lifting and, you know, things like that. I'll pick, I would pick the brains of coaches, you know, some of the top coaches in California, like Tony Cirelli, um, coach Pendleton from Esperanza. Another coach that a lot of people probably don't know about coach Julio Blanco. He coached at San Gregorio high school, um, coach Ryan Hunter Sims. He was probably 62 footer in high school, 202 foot thrower, went to Oregon, Pac-12 champion in 2017 for the discus. I would send him videos every single day, like, hey, what is my thrower doing wrong? Things like that. Yeah, it was just basically trial and error. You know, some people will kind of knock the YouTube, looking stuff up on YouTube, but I'm happy to hear you say, you know, that's kind of what you were doing. You had to do Primal ATC. I watched their videos when I first started out. Same thing. I watched a lot of their videos. Eric Johnson, uh, he's down in Arizona, um, the, the pillar system, which like I don't really buy into. But, you know, he had a lot of videos out. So I watched his content, um, Dane Miller from Garage Strength. So, you know, a lot, that's kind of like where I got a lot of early drills from. Obviously, like, you know, you said, I went back from, you know, the stuff I was taught in high school. But, you know, a lot of things that I learned over the years, and then I got into coaching education through USATF and other organizations. So, but, you know, when you're a young guy, a young coach like that, and, you know, there's like this paralysis by analysis kind of thing, when you're getting into coaching something that you've never coached before, Sometimes just a YouTube search is just the best place to start. And it gives you a broad idea. Now, I mean, the scary thing is like, you know, where do you possibly get wrong information from? And when you're a young coach, you can't really necessarily discern what's right and what's wrong. Yep. Now, but, you know, they, the hard way. any coach out there that's like, thinks that that's wrong or embarrassing or anything like that, we all start somewhere. You know, exactly. we, <laughs> I'm glad looking, you know, when I think back now, I'm, I'm glad that I got away from you, you know, getting all my coaching stuff from YouTube, but it's a, as good a place to start as anywhere. Definitely. I definitely agree there. Um, I learned the hard way. Uh, like I said, I it was again, a lot of trial and error, learned some bad stuff. And, but now it's just I have a solid idea of how to coach it. Um, coaching just came naturally to me. So, man, like I said, I had, I've had pretty good success and I'm happy with the athletes that I've came across and the families that I came across. They trust me and they trust what I do. So I'm not ashamed to admit that I learned stuff and I started off on YouTube. So have you ever dabbled in coaching any other events other than the throws? Um, no, nope. It's just, it's been straight throws, obviously discus and shot put. And then just this last year, learning how to coach the javelin um, and then the hammer as well. My thrower, Annabelle Thorsonson, she's going to be going to North Dakota State University, um, PR 4735 right now. She's got two more meets to go. So uh, we're hoping to break that 50 meter bar barrier and if we can do that, I'll be pretty happy for learning how to coach, just learning how to coach the hammer. I think that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. One thing, it's always a question, you know, that gets brought up. Uh, Mike Cunningham, actually, right before we got on, he tweeted, you know, I, I, he responded to a tweet, maybe when I ask you this, because you're from California, you know, how, how do throws in Illinois compare to California? I mean, like, I, if, you know, I feel like the, the, you know, California and even Oregon, when you think about like the Krausers, like throws are just so big over there over on the west coast i mean and obviously a state like california is so much bigger than illinois with so many more kids what's a good throw at the high school level in california oh man <laughs> yeah that's a good question like i said uh california illinois i mean huge difference obviously especially for me um, when i first moved out here but i mean a good throw i mean if to start actually getting recruited you know by the d1 level i mean if you're not even throwing 55, 57 in the shot put, they won't even talk to you. In the discus, you got to be throwing, I mean, 180, 
180 plus just to start getting some recognition. So compared to out here in Illinois, I mean, you can throw 45, 50 feet, start getting contacted by some coaches. Same thing in the discus, you know, you're talking about 100, yeah, 150 feet. And then the girls too. I mean, there's a, there's a difference there. I watch the girls. It's a little bit more, a little bit more equal, but California again, still just slightly above. So yeah, it's, there's a difference there. Yeah, the only throws coach that I've ever really followed, come across, talked to from California is Nick Garcia from oh, yeah. Media at Notre Dame yep. and Notre uh, Dame. very good throws coach. And, you know, he's talking about all, you know, having multiple 60 footers and I'm thinking, you know, I've been to the boys state track meet here in Illinois the last eight years and I've only seen a handful of 60 footers. I mean, that's a rare thing here in Illinois. So, you know, to hear that there's multiple guys throwing 60, 62 feet and, you know, it just, it's crazy. You know, I had a thrower qualify in two way um, in the two class two A this year, you know, he won our sectional with a 45 foot throw and mm-hmm. I was so happy for him, but I remember looking at him like, there's no reason 45 feet should ever win a sectional. None whatsoever. Like make, make finals. Sure. And you know, not, maybe not, you know, in a down year, but to win a sectional at 45 feet just blew my mind. And so well, you know, obviously it wasn't like, trying to take away from the moment but here in illinois definitely a down year and throwing at least on the boys side in my opinion when i look at throws across the nation i don't necessarily think that was the case everywhere but here in illinois i don't know if you've thought similar but i mean best throw for discus and 2a for the boys this year i think was like a i don't even think it broke 180 yeah um, yeah um i think this year was a little bit of a down year but i mean there's many reasons that you know covid and training and all that hard to find places to practice. I mean, yeah, just to add on to what you were saying, my thrower, Josh Johnson, who graduated from Valley View 2017. Uh, I always give this example to parents and coaches and athletes out here. So for those who don't know, California is a true state champion. So that means if you're, if you got first place, like you're the number one in the entire state, there's no 1A, there's no 2A, 3A, nothing. It's just one and that's it. He placed fifth in the, in the discus at the state championships and he threw 191. Yeah, 191 was fifth place that year in 2017. First place was 204, and then second place was 203, and then third and fourth was 198, and then 195, I believe. Yeah, and then 191. So, um, yeah, it's competitive. But, yeah, I think this year in Illinois, I saw there was uh, probably the furthest throw in the entire season was 1996 uh, meters, getting up there in the 65-foot range. But I think the kid didn't even hit – 62 at the meet i think he had like 61 so it should be interesting these next couple of years see what happens was there a specific reason that you wanted to transition to the private sector you know and get out of the college scene uh, do you just want to be your own boss or yeah so obviously you know i hadn't planned to move from california to illinois um after the 2018 season people always ask me that all the time like whoa why'd you move out here to champaign illinois you know and that's it's another that's a long story basically personal reasons family just had to move out and luckily, my girlfriend at the time, which is now my fiance, she was already living out here. So it's not like I just chose to move out to Illinois. I had somebody to move out move out with. Starting in 2017, yeah, I was working with uh, another company, which I won't name. And um, that's when I kind of started getting into the private stuff. And um, in 2018, I continued working with that company uh, privately. So that's how I kind of got into the private sector. Uh, once I moved out here to Illinois um, in the fall and winter of 2018, I decided to part ways with that company and uh, we started Universal Throws. 
And um, that's how we've continued to uh, reach out to these athletes who don't have coaches, parents who try to help their kids, but they don't know. They don't know anything about the throws. They're just being supportive parents. So my fiance and I, we've uh, started this club and, and that was our goal just to work with these kids. Yeah. Are you doing a lot of remote stuff? I imagine, you know, being private sector COVID, I don't want to say was good for you, but I'm, I mean, was there kind of like an uptick in people looking for coaching last spring with, you know, high schools being shut down? Believe it or not, no. And I was actually surprised because, I mean, you would think that would happen, but mainly I was just working with my thrower, um, Annabelle, the, the entire 2020 and then, then this past the summer, fall and stuff. But um, no, it was basically kind of dead. Nobody was really focusing on track and I mean, you're just trying to figure out what's going to happen with the COVID stuff or are they even going to have a season in 2021? But, you know, gladly we did, but got a couple people, maybe one or two other people that reached out, but it was nothing, none of them took, really took it serious. So we just, like I said, we're here to help those that want the help. And if not, then, then, then no. Now, do you, obviously you do in-person training, but do you do stuff remotely as well, like video analysis and things of that sort? Yeah, um, that's something that I kind of started this past year. Um, I kind of wanted to sort of do that video analysis stuff because I know that, um, I mean, a lot of other coaches do it. Coach Frontier, you know, I know he does video analysis. Ryan Whiting over De Desert High Performance in Arizona. So I'm like, hey, I'll give it a try. But yeah, video analysis, online training, we do that. Do weight room uh, programming, things like that. Where do your kids train? Like, are you affiliated with a high school? Like, do you help out a specific high school and use their facility or? Nope. Uh, so I mainly use the local high school right here in Champaign, Centennial High School. We actually don't even throw in their throwing ring. We're out in the student parking lot. There's a big grass open area. We'll go there. If I need to travel to Muhammad, which is only 20 minutes away, we'll go there. There's other athletes, but uh, we've done camps in several other states. Um, I've done camps down in Kentucky, up north at um, Central, Crystal Lake Central up there. We've done a couple camps and, um, but yeah, we're, even though we live in, we live in Illinois, um, we've had athletes from all over. I mean, we work with our thrower, Ben Pfizer down there in Kentucky. I coached Gavin Beveridge in 2019. He was from West Virginia. He traveled three times. I mean, it's a six hour drive there and back. So that's 12 hours. And it was basically all, all online. He would send me video every day. He had his weight room stuff and I mean, he improved over 10 feet in the shot put in one year. So that was really, um, I was really happy about that. You mentioned Muhammad. Talk about a school that's produced some really good throwers over the years. You know, most recently they had Hunter Hendershot who throws at U of I, state champion and shot and disc. That kid, incredible to watch. Yeah, I would say so. He had some solid numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, whenever you're a double state champ for two years in a row, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how he does. Um, in his collegiate career. What are your future plans, I guess, with Universal Throws? Just continue to build it. Obviously, I'm assuming grow numbers, you know, coach more kids, but um, any yeah. other plans in the works? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've said this to, before to, you know, my fiance, we talked about it and I don't know if I sound crazy, but I don't, I don't plan to be like this big, huge company and, and, you know, try to get as many kids as I can. It's like, no, I'm just, we're just here. You know, all the athletes that we've coached, you know, Ben down in Kentucky, Gavin in West Virginia. I'm working with Daniel Lucas, who was the 1A shot put uh, champ. They all came to us. They found us. They reached out to us. We didn't go out reaching to them. 
So, um, you know, I don't, I don't plan to be this big, huge company and, you know, I don't do it for the money. The reason I do coaching is to get these kids to go to college, get a scholarship. Um, cause that's something that I didn't do. Um, so that's my why that's why I coach, but you know, it, it'll be nice to eventually have my own facility, universal throws headquarters or something and have my own place for throwers from all around. It doesn't matter to come and train. So I guess that would be one of my goals. Are there any aspirations to get back at the collegiate level or anything like that? Or are you just content private? And I don't mean that like, you know, settling for the private sector or anything like that, but like, are you, you know, do you just want to stay private sector for, you know, as long as you can? Um, Yeah. um, You know, I was actually just talking to one of my athletes today about this. Um, I actually gave up uh, division one coaching opportunity just last week to continue to work at, in the, in the private sector. You know, i I just thought about it for a week and um, it, it's just not for me. I think for me is working with the high school kids. That's, that's where I feel more comfortable when I'm happy. I mean, not that I wouldn't be happy in the collegiate level. I mean, it's great, but I think my calling is to be at the high school level, get these kids to go to college. You know, I, I asked coach frontier this, I had reached out to some local coaches about starting a throws club here this last summer before COVID happened. And then this, this summer I had to take on a new coaching role. So I've been trying to, lay down groundwork for next summer, hopefully to, because, you know, I, I think throwing is something there's club volleyball and there's a basketball, there's all these things. Track and field events are very technical. And I don't think people understand that. Um, and if you want to reach a certain level, I'm all for multi-sport athletes. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do multi, you know, more than one sport, but if you want to be elite at something, you need to put in time, you know, unless you're that just should, you know, once in a lifetime genetic freak kind of thing. And so, you know, th- I think throwing falls in line with that. We had a state champion from my high school, uh, Blaze Murphy, who threw at the University of Dubuque, who was a D3 national champion, multiple time All-American. And he quit football his senior year. And I'm not advocating quitting sports, but he quit football his senior year because he wanted to focus on throwing because he knew that was his career, you know, or that was uh, the best for him as an athlete. Um, and it worked out, it panned out for him. You know, he had a great career, great college career. And so, and there's other examples like that. Throwing is a very technical thing. It's not just get in the ring and throw the rock as far as you can. There's, if you want to be elite at it, you have to put in effort. And I've tried to, you know, convince kids of that. And I think that there are enough kids in this area and just all around that want to be good. They want to be elite. And so I think there's opportunities there. So I'm, I want to, open, I want to start a club for this area, for West Central Illinois. For anyone out there else that's interested in starting a club, like, what do you think is the best? Like, how did you go about it? Like, what did you? What advice do you have for anybody that wants to start one? I mean, just start it, man. Come up with a, with a name, you know, what are, what's going to be your name? What's, and come up with a um, kind of like, why, why are you starting your club? You know, what's your purpose? What's going to be your purpose of your club? That's about it. You know, it's not, it's not really that difficult. You know, people kind of overthink things like that a lot, but it's really not that hard. You just, you know, got to figure out, okay, I have a goal, you know, I want to start off with, you know, just coaching kids in the local area, just the local high schools. Okay. I got a couple kids. And then after that, it'll kind of start growing on its own. People are going to start spreading the word like, Hey, there, I see you getting better. What, what are you doing? Like, Oh, I'm coach. I'm with a uh, coach, you know, McGee and come over here to train with us. That's how it starts really. I mean, and that's how it worked for us. I don't know about everybody else, but um, for us, universal throws, I mean, obviously, Again, Gavin Beveridge, he did really well. He was one of the top throwers in that year. And, you know, obviously people 
saw that and, you know, reach out all that. So the results are going to speak for themselves. And, you know, if you know what you're doing and you can produce kids who throw far, then like I said, people are going to come to you. Any uh, universal throw camps going on this summer? Um, I actually was just getting some messages. Uh, my buddy up in Iowa, he was asking me about coming up there to do a camp. I have I hadn't planned on any, but I'm more than happy to help out. I mean, we can go up to that area or any other area and um, get something going. Yeah. Well, coach, besides growing the business, you know, what's something not only from the technical aspect, but, you know, we always want to connect with coaches on a personal level. Like what's like, what's an area of growth for you as a coach? Maybe not like in a technical ways, but just, you know, coaching in general that you want to try to grow and improve on moving forward. Oh man, that's a, that's a very good question. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even think of anything right now as far as, you know, technical stuff, you know, with the throws. And I mean, I always want to improve like education wise, um, weight room stuff. Um, I think I do a okay job, pretty good job. I mean, results speak for themselves, but then again, there's just so many different ways to get a kid strong. Um, and I'm always just picking the brains of, of other coaches. Other than that, I mean, patience is something that I've, has been a gift for me. I have a lot of patience. Parents have told me that. Um, but I think I can always improve on that part. Just being there for the athletes as well. Just making sure that they know that we're there, not just as a coach, but just somebody that can come and talk to, you know, and trust. So I just hope to continue to have those kind of relationships with uh, parents, athletes, um, and other coaches as well. Any imparting wisdom that you have for, you know, um, not only young coaches starting out, but just coaches in general that you think people need to hear? Uh, yeah, be be patient. I mean, trust the process because it's, it's a journey. Um, it's going to be rough. You know, young coach, I was coaching teammates, they didn't see me as a coach. Got to go through those struggles first. And um, eventually down the road, it's all going to pay off, but you just got to continue to put in the work, be dedicated, be committed, um, all that stuff. And that's, that's all a piece of, piece of advice. And then just make sure you're getting your information from credible coaches that have had success, pick their brains, just ask questions. You know, the worst thing they can do is say, no, don't be afraid to get rejected. You know, that's it. You move on that's somebody else. Where can people find you? I know you're on Twitter and Instagram. And then any resources that you want to plug? Yeah, um, we're on Instagram, uh, Universal Throws. And then I have my other personal page, Coach Angel DLS. Uh, you can follow my fiance as well. Oh, well, we both run our uh, the account, Universal Throws, uh, Coach uh, Tolua. Um, we had a website, but um, it just got a little expensive. Couldn't keep up with it. So um, hopefully down the road, we can get something up again. Twitter as well, Coach Angel DLS. But yeah, that's about it. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out, email universalthrows at gmail.com. Well, coach, it was uh, great talking to you. I'm sure at some point we'll, we'll run into each other, you know, both being Illinois throw coaches. Uh, so hopefully we can meet and connect, not through a computer screen. You know, that's one of my big goals, that, you know, moving forward. I've made all these connections over Twitter and, you know, through Zoom calls because of COVID, but I want to meet coaches face to face. So um, I'm sure we'll run into each other at some point. Hopefully we do look forward to it. Um, but thank you for your time. Thanks for your story, you know, sharing your story and your advice. It was, there was a lot of similarities, you know, in the beginning, I know exactly. It was nice, ref, not refreshing, you know, to hear that I wasn't the only one that went through those struggles as an 18 year old kid. Um, yeah. So awesome. Yeah, no, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.